This podcast is brought to you by Treebird Branding, cultivating ideas from root to flight. Disney Dinks. Because what else are you going to do with all that time and money? All right, welcome to the Disney Dinks podcast. We're your hosts, Patrick and Dina. And these are tips on dominating Disney vacations for the dual income, no kids set. All right. So uh, let's go right into our first top five list. We're going to do a top five list every episode. Uh, This one is our top five goals for the Disney Dinks podcast. Um, So I'll I'll start with mine because they're short and sweet. Go for it. Uh, So the first one is I want to encourage Dinks. To go to Disney World. It's not just for kids. Number two is that I want to show not how to save money, but how not to waste money. Number three, I want to share planning advice and tools of value. Number four, we I want to take our love of Disney planning and touring to the next level and do it together. And number five, connect with other Disney dinks. We know there's a ton of you out there. Well, that was uh, that was concise. So brief. All right, I'll uh, I'll try to follow suit, but we'll probably use slightly more words. As you always do. As I always do. Um, number one goal for myself is to to pay it forward. I am not always altruistic, but in this case, I have put in hundreds of hours of planning Disney trips, tested those plans on the ground, and I'm in a position to reveal what's worked and what hasn't. Number two. I would really like to show how research and investigation can be fun. Um, I think most people associate planning with drudgery and toil. Yeah, Uh, I do. um, You do, which is why I do it all. (laughs) But I think in the case of planning Disney, it really can be a good time, and it can be the vacation before the vacation even. Uh, Number three, I would like to destigmatize Disney amongst uh, a certain population of people to whom I've once belonged. Um, I feel like there is sort of a, a snobbishness among some people um, about Disney and, and how, how would you dare you know, participate in such a foolish and childish thing. Talking to you, Banksy. Uh, <laughs> right. So, you know, we're not going to allow people to... Well, people can still hide behind their... their Marxist postmodernist theories if they want to. But, but really, Disney is fun. Disney is fun, and if you allow yourself to be a little bit vulnerable, you can embrace that fun no matter who you are. Number four, I want to fill a need among other dinks in particular. I know that, uh, you know, we are not the primary demographic of Disney travelers, but I think there's a lot of us out there, and I think um, sometimes our needs are not always met, and uh, sometimes we're, we're too underground. So uh, this is an, an avenue for that. And then finally, I would like this pursuit to keep my own Disney fire burning brightly. And uh, it's a good way to recharge on a semi-regular basis. And even if we don't have a Disney trip planned for the year, um, this is a good way to stay connected to all things Disney and to the magic um, and to 
and to feel good about that. So but luckily, my... we do have one coming up in October. We do have one coming up in October, so that's super exciting. Um, good goals. Yes, good goals. Good goals. So that was our first ever top five list on Disney Dinks. If there's any top five lists you'd like to hear us discuss on the podcast, you can submit those at DisneyDinks.com. You know, the goal is for us to review our tips and tricks to help you be prepared for your Disney adventure. So prepare for a chance of a lifetime. Be prepared for sensational news. A shining new era is tiptoeing nearer. And where do we feature? Just listen to teacher. I know it sounds sordid, but you'll be rewarded when at last I am given my dues. And injustice deliciously square. Be prepared. Yeah, be prepared. <laughs> we'll be prepared. For what? For the death of the king. So before we get started on our topic of the day, our topic of the episode, we want to have, you know, an asterisk basically to state that we understand that Disney parks are for kids. Uh, we like kids. We even go to Disney World with kids sometimes. Sometimes we bail on, on them and leave them with their parents because they're our nieces. But, um, you know, a lot of our insights, they're, you know, great for people with kids um, and we're not trying to be exclusive, but it wouldn't be authentic and honest if we weren't upfront about, you know, our experiences and travel preferences. And for us, you know, we're, we've developed systems to hack Disney to make it work for dinks. Right. And if we're going to be uh, rigorously honest here, let's just go ahead and admit that there are things that adults are better at than kids. <laughs> um, and so, you know, we're better at getting up early and getting to the parks early. We're better at stamina. We can walk faster. Hopefully complain less, not all adults. Um, but, um, you know, and and I think while we don't necessarily have the uh, same innocence as children and while it's great to see... Oh, yeah, it's fun to see the magic in, the the, magic in their eyes. In their faces, Um they're not going to be able to do as much as, as we can do. Right. Um, and we're all about dominating Disney. You know, we have a good time together, but, yes. like, we're all about domination of Disney parks. And appreciating the finer experiences. Yeah. You know, so the the rides, the parks, the shows, the touring. Um, and the dining. Not, and the dining. You know, we're not into the nightlife, really. We're not going to necessarily do a drink around the world segment because that's not necessarily our bag. Yeah, this is not your podcast to find out how to drink at Disney. And there's no. lots of places out there to find that content right. anyways. Um, but sort of from the adult perspective, um, with a little more, with the idea of maximizing experience mm-hmm. um, overall. So. All right, so let's get into the topic of the day, which is what is Disney Dinks? Uh, so first is, uh, you know, what you can expect from the podcast. Each and every episode, we will start with a top five list. Um, they can have a range of topics. Like I said, you can submit those to us at DisneyDinks.com. Um, we will always have our topic of the day. We can, uh, we will always have questions from listeners so, again, submit those on the website, and we will also always have the hot tip. Hot tip. 
And that is just a one little, you know, brief piece of advice. If we could send you on your way with it, that's the hot tip. So uh, there's also, you know, lots of resources and content information for you on the blog at, like I said before, DisneyDinks.com. So let's get a little bit into who we are, uh, Patrick and Dina. We are a married couple who live in Atlanta, which puts Disney World about six hours from us by car, which is good. On like, the most boring drive known to man. You know, I-75 is not thrilling, but... Um, Worth it. It's, it's fine. Um, anyway, we came into this sort of Disney world about five or so years ago. We were going through a tough time, um, experiencing something of a, a malaise, um, as, as we all do from time to time. And we said, you know, let's go down to Disney World um, for a week on a, on a lark, have a little adventure. We needed to blow off some steam. Um, we had never been, the two of us, by ourselves before. Yeah, we had gone as adults with family. Right. But not, and we weren't, res- we've never, we had never been responsible for planning our own Disney trip. So this right. was our very first time doing that. Yes. We had been hangers on, but um, not, not, not the main event. Not drivers, as it were. Um, and so, as the investigator of the couple, a lot, you know, it fell to me, and I, I kind of embraced the idea of, all right, so how do I even go about planning a Disney trip, right? But yeah, I, I still was unsure of, of what resources I should use, how to go about planning it, um, and so I really embraced, embraced this role and channeled a lot of energy into figuring out um, how to make this week sort of the best week ever. So, you know, an interesting anecdote about that is I got the unofficial guide book um, which every Disney traveler should certainly own and we were at the beach the summer before the trip Um, the trip was in the fall and I pretty much spent the whole week under the umbrella at the beach reading the unofficial guide from cover to cover and reading sections out loud and it really got me into the spirit and kind of opened my eyes to the idea that there's so much more um, to Disney World than, than meets the eye and that I had known about was possible. Um, and so from there, it got into setting up, you know, touring plans and making, you know, reservations and getting a room at the Polynesian and... Fast passes. Fast passes. Um, and we had, you know, we went down there and we did really dominate it. Um, we had one of the best weeks ever. Um, Things just fell into place, and we were like, "Yeah, this is this is a thing, and this this occurred because of our planning of the work we put into it. Um, and now we can't do it any other way. Um, and because we do it so often now, we go, you know, almost once, if not once a year, once every year and a half to two years. Um, it's just become commonplace for us, and we talk about it so much. We thought, well, let's just kind of share some of what we've done um, with others." Mm-hmm. So I'll get into, um, I guess, you know, my Disney origins. Uh, Basically, you know, growing up, I loved all of the Disney movies, still do. I know all the songs. I can sing Poor Unfortunate Souls from memory. Um, And, you know, we always would go down to Disney every couple of years as a family. We would stay on property. um, And it was just your typical, you know, family trips down to Disney, making fantastic memories, um, having a good time. So I had a really typical... 
Disney experiences. I mean, except for that one time I got my period on the, the my first period on the Tower of Terror, but we'll um, get to that embarrassing story another day. Uh, so, you know, I didn't, you know, I just always expected a certain amount, a level of comfort when traveling to Disney. And I did not. Um, so my story is fairly polar opposite of, of Dina's story, um, period and all. I, um, <laughs> I did go to Disney twice growing up, um, when I was six and when I was 12, and we did not stay on property. In fact, it was never even a, an option, really. Um, I don't even, I don't know who these, these magical people who got to stay on property were. I remember very clearly, um, trundling through the contemporary on the monorail and being like, this is a hotel that the monorail goes through? Like, who gets to, you know, I thought it was like only royalty got to stay there. Um, so It's I, funny you say that though, because I used to think that about the Grand Floridian, like who are these people that get to stay here? Right. I just thought about that any, any on property <laughs> was just like um, beyond what I could ever expect. So... So, we, you know, I came at Disney from a very different perspective um, and probably because of that did not really grow up with the movies. Um, you know, I think the only movie I'd seen, like, by the time I graduated high school was, like, maybe Aladdin. Um, oh, that's so sad. And kind of became a Disney curmudgeon. Um, I remember actually at one point I wrote, like, a silly, like, op-ed in my high school newspaper about, like, Disney as the evil empire or something. Um, I had a lot what of what a change you've made. Had a lot of a lot of high-minded ideas, um, and so it really wasn't until that uh, that trip that the whole yeah. family took when we ditched them. <laughs> um, when I didn't want to go, I honestly was like, Dina, you go alone. Like I don't. I've, Disney's has nothing to offer me, so I got dragged down there quasi unwillingly, um, and that's really when I became a believer and I started. You know, kind of embracing the idea of the fast pass system and that there is stuff here that's super appealing to adults and that when you can kind of take ownership of it and do it your own way, it becomes awesome. Yeah. So I am a huge new, not new, but a huge Disney convert in that respect. Um, whereas Dina's sort of just been the. It's been my blood forever. It's been forever. her blood forever. So we go now, like uh, Patrick said, you know, we're there every one to two years. We were just in Disneyland in January, which we'll touch on in a future episode. Uh, we're going to Disney World again in October. And, you know, one of our goals in life is to visit every Disney park. We'll see how that goes. <laughs> So this is the time where we will normally take a question from the audience, but seeing as it's our very first and only podcast, we don't have one. So at this point, uh, we would like to pose a question to you, the listeners. Why do you listen to a Disney planning podcast? Right. Uh, what do you hope to get out of it? Um, 
Is it what kind of mix between practical information and entertainment are you looking for? Um, I know when I listen, I'm, I'm, I am looking for both of those things, both information and news and notes of things going on. Plus, it's just fun to hear other people's experiences on you know, the same parks and rides mm-hmm. and resorts that you've been in. Um, so let us know your opinion on that and so we can kind of tailor some of our upcoming segments to uh, meet those needs. Yep, so be sure to visit us at DisneyDings.com to submit your questions at, at the Ask DD page. Now it's time for the hot tip. Hot tip. This is hot tip 0.0, which is don't think you can just go down to Disney without planning. Right. You cannot wing Disney. Um, you can do other things without a plan just fine. You can be spontaneous in most of the world, but you can't do Disney well without a plan. Um, and that's really the, the thesis of our whole podcast here, uh, because I think with our tried and true methods of planning and touring, you will get to do everything you want to do um, without being inconvenienced, without being stressed out, um, you know, and you get the most out of every day. So, And we make it fun for you, fun and easy. Fun and easy. You know, you do the thinking and the work now, and then you don't have to do the thinking and the work later. You can just be in the moment and enjoy. Um, but you don't want to be those people stressing on the monorail and feeling like, I've paid all this money, and things are going poorly, mm-hmm. and I've missed... Because it's hard. It's hard to be at Disney. It is, and it's, it's a high-stakes vacation. You know, there's a lot of a lot of expectations going into it, and it's hard to uh, have your experience match mm-hmm. that level of expectations. So, um, ours do. Ours do. Every time. We, we have mastered that part of it, um, we say... Modestly. <laughs> well, thank you everyone for tuning in to our very first, you know, introductory podcast for Disney Dinks. Uh, stay tuned for our next episode, which is uh, Disney Dinks Credo: Our Rules to Live By, Our Guiding Principles, Our Thou Shouts to Disney Planning and Touring. Some of which may be controversial. Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> um, so don't forget to visit us at. Uh, DisneyDinks.com. You can also follow us on Instagram at Disney with a one Dinks. Uh, thank you to our sponsor, Treebird Branding. Thanks for listening. Bye, guys. Bye.